Hi, Fremont family. This week we are taking in Psalm 31. It seems to have three movements. Uh, see if you agree and see if you can break down where each movement starts and stops. The first shows trust in the face of danger. The second shows frantic desperation. And the third movement is worshiping God after a rescue. We read this in just a few minutes, but the situation that inspired it could have developed over weeks or months, just like the challenges in our lives. We see two types of people in this psalm, like many kind of the, the picture of humanity. Many psalms show humanity in kind of black and white terms. On the one hand, we, we see those who trust in Yahweh and are trapped and in anguish. And on the other hand, uh, we see those who are conspiring to bring shame and death. And in this characterization, uh, the people of God, they are not the strong. They're the helpless. All they bring to the table is a trust that against the visible evidence, God will save, uh, vindicate. To be strong in the manner of this psalm is not to fight back, but to trust God and wait for him. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. But really, everyone is afraid. There is terror on every side. Either you are clinging to worthless idols and acting as an agent of slander and death, or you're surrounded by these enemies. The better way is in verse 19, to put the fear of God above the fear of these predators. Choosing to fear God instead of the more obvious threats around us is the great challenge of this psalm and one of the great calls of scripture. It requires both a miracle of the Spirit, as well as a deliberate and consistent reframing of our imagination within a community of faith. To fear God doesn't mean that we panic before him or don't trust his care, but on the other hand, I think it's more than simply reverence. I think it's about letting the gravity and the consequence of God, his holiness, and his ultimate justice fill our screen more than the threats we see around us. This fear is the opposite of the arrogance in our hearts that threatens to destroy us. This fear is certainly not the only facet of a healthy relationship with God, but it is one essential dimension, perhaps even a gateway. The Gospels show Jesus with a message of both salvation and warning. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? The danger we see in this psalm is a mixture of shame and death. And I would say that shame gets top billing between these two. The gospel is about deliverance that brings forgiveness and glory and resurrection life. But the pathway is the cross and shame and death. We are invited into the suffering of Christ in order to partake in his victory. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Thank you.